Blog Talk Radio. Worldwide Yacht Charters. Missy is a true leader among charter brokers, having been a member of the American Yacht Charter Association, known as AYCA, since 1991, including serving as its president, and she's also been a member of the Mediterranean Yacht Brokers Association, better known as MEBA, since 2005. She additionally has personal and previous experience working aboard charter yachts, so she truly does have a well-rounded understanding and appreciation of the needs of all of the parties involved. Today she's going to give us some insight into what she looks for when examining a charter yacht, how she matches clients to the yachts, and what she sees happening within the industry that bodes well for clients and brokers alike. So let's get started. Missy, thanks so much for joining us on Mega Yacht News Radio. Diane, thank you very much for having me. Terrific. Glad to have you. Let's start with the early part of your career. Um, you were crew aboard a couple of charter yachts. So why don't you tell us how you landed the jobs and what attracted it, attracted you to the whole idea of working on a boat in the first place? I was crew on charter yachts about 25 years ago, and I did it for about three years. I really enjoy yachting, and I really like to sail. But the way that I entered into the industry was actually as a charter chef because I really enjoyed cooking. At the time... 25 years ago, we did not have the crew placement agencies that our industry has now, which greatly facilitate uh, crew placement. What you had to do then, 25 years ago, was you had to go to a yacht harbor. I went to Newport, Rhode Island. You had to walk down the docks, and you had to knock on halls and ask if they were hiring. And if that didn't work, then um, every yacht harbor had a yachting bar. And from 5 to 7 each evening office hours occurred. That's when captains came looking for crew and crew went looking for jobs. So I got my first job by knocking on halls and then I got a few other jobs by um, attending office hours or word of mouth. Okay, great. Now how long did you end up working on board yachts? I did uh, that job for three years and I went, I started in New England and sailed down to the Caribbean I was charter chef in the Caribbean and um, been in Florida and then back up to New England. Okay, great. So not a, life, not of, uh, a lot of nice territory there. Great. Yes. So when, um, when you left the, the crew world, you began to work at Northman Johnson. What made you decide to switch back to land yet still stay within the marine industry? Well, I really liked it. I'd really liked my job. I really liked yachting, and I liked the whole charter concept. However, I do think it takes a certain personality because you really, to be sort of lifelong crew, because you really live in your home, and your home moves constantly. Mm-hmm. So it takes somebody that's always looking for that new horizon and wants to um, move around. For me, I was a little bit more of a... Um, stay-at-home person. I like to be able to know that if I was going to meet somebody for dinner next Tuesday night, that I would actually be there and could do it. 
but again, I loved the business. So I went from booking yachts, I guess, sorry, I guess cooking yachts, cooking on yachts to booking yachts. Right, right, great. So in the late 1990s, you had the opportunity to acquire Northwind Johnson Charters. What would you say are the biggest differences in the business overall now compared to then? It would have to be communications. In those da- in the early days, um, there were no cell phones, there were no satellite phones. We communicated with boats by fax and by landline, and even by actually um, jumping in um, boats and going out and knocking on holes again. When I first started, it was just after the telefax, so that was a little bit easier, but um, everything was done by fax and um, phone. Inquiries would come in by letter even, or fax or by telephone. We would then have to track the boat and uh, find out where it was and if it was actually available. And then we would put together full packages in with hard copy brochures and mail them out to clients. Now, with a cell phone, with satellite phone, I can even call a captain while my, the client's on board and make sure that the charter's going very well. Mm, I can also answer any charter inquiry immediately and send out full color brochure information and color photographs about, um, uh, for the charter location via email. Mm-hmm. So I can get an inquiry out in an afternoon. Right, right. Oh, that's definitely a big difference. <laughs> right. It probably makes you a little bit more efficient, too, I'm sure. Yes. Right? <laughs> tracking, a, tracking a boat down took, could take days, 20-some uh, years ago. Right. We would have to actually – there were several companies that uh, were set up as VH radio message centers, particularly in the Caribbean, and you would call there, leave a message, and they would broadcast that out through the Caribbean on a certain hour every day that a boat had a message and that they needed to call. Mm, right, right. So then by the time they would get that message and call you back, it could be several hours later. Oh, it could be in even several days. Oh, right, true. So it was, right, so it was a bit more um, time intensive. Mm, right, right. Well, definitely the Internet has helped uh, save a lot of time for a lot of businesses. Great. Now, yes. with, um, with the clients that you deal with, I know you have a good amount of repeat clientele, but exactly how much of your business is from repeat clients versus new ones? Well, we do keep close track on that number because that is a number that gives you a good idea of the health of your business. We are at about 80% repeat referral, 20% new clients. Okay, good. And then what are the biggest challenges in dealing with each? Because I would imagine that there are very different things that you need to explain to each type of person. Yes, there are. When you have a repeat client, um, obviously they know what Yacht Charter is all about. For that client, it's finding new charter locations. I have a client now that uh, has been chartering for 10 or 15 years. They like a certain size sailboat. But they've done every location in the Caribbean two or three times now. Mm. What we're doing is trying to find new locations with where there might be that same size sailboat with a great crew traveling through. So I just keep my ears and eyes open constantly looking for that, and I send that to, uh, you know, options to that client when those might appear. 
but I can't always um, know. And we just have to work it through. And they have to take a look. They have to wait until an option comes that's available in an area where they want to charter. Now, for a new client, it's often um, explaining exactly what Yacht Charter is all about. A lot of people have the idea that this is like being on a cruise ship where you might in one week go from, say, Athens to Mykonos to Istanbul. Private Yacht Charter is a lot more about exploring an immediate area. So say... In that same one-week charter on a private yacht, you would maybe go from Athens to Mykonos and back, exploring all the islands in between. That's just a distance total of probably about 200 miles in one week. Mm -hmm. But by the time you've finished, you've really enjoyed and learned the area, and you've explored islands that uh, you may not be able to get to except, to, except for by private yacht. The bigger islands like Mykonos, you have more of a, of a chance to really get into the interior portions of the island compared to the cruise ship passengers. Yes, you do, because it's a much smaller group. Uh, private yacht charter is for no more than 12 guests normally. Usually it's you know somewhere a number in between. So you can go into the little village tavernas, um, get involved in village festivals. It's quite a bit more um, of a personal feel in private yacht charter. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's a good point, too. You know, let's talk a little bit more about working with new clients. Why don't you walk us through the process? What are the first questions that you typically ask them, and then where do you go from there? Well, usually when somebody calls, they have an idea of what they want to do. Rarely does somebody just call and say, I'd like to charter, tell me where. I might get something like uh, an inquiry of, I'd like to charter, I'd like to go to Alaska. What we talk about first is the location and whether it's the appropriate time to go to the location. Alaska season, for instance, is June, July, and August. It's obviously not a good place to go in February. Mm, right. <laughs> if, if that's their charter time period, then we talk about other locations that they might enjoy. We also, it's important, again, that, uh, to know that private yacht charter is generally for no more than 12 passengers. So we talk about the group size and then for what length of time they might like to go. And then finally, of course, usually the most important is what their budget is. Mm. If they're not, um, if they don't know what yacht charter costs, which is common, then what I try to do then is send a selection out in a size and price range so that they can get an idea of what their comfortable budget might be. Working with a client, whether it's a new client or it's a repeat client, what are the personality aspects that makes you really not want to work with them again? You know, without without divulging names, of course. Can you give examples of behavior that people should really avoid when they're booking well, yacht charters? Yes, certainly. Um, creating a yacht charter experience is all about customizing 
to what that particular charter client might want to do. And that includes your menu um, and your beverages. So information is key. What we hope to get by the time the client has boarded is full information on what they would like to see their yacht charter experience be, what type of food they like, etc. And there are clients that are excellent with this. The more information, the better. You can never supply too much information. So for me, for a client that will talk or will send emails, write something down, and often they'll say, gosh, I may be giving you too much. But again, there's never too much information. Mm-hmm. There are, of course, conversely, uh, clients that are not that interested, you know, just aren't the personality type to write a lot down or to focus on details. We still try to get as much information as we possibly can out of that those. Uh, that client for their charter, but when we don't have as much information as we need, we may not be able to produce quite the, you know, top-level charter that we're looking to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're asking for examples. Now, the one that really sticks out in my mind is the one where we had a group that was chartering, and the client's brother and fiancé were actually turned out to be getting married on board the boat during the charter, and they failed to ever mention it. Oh, wow. The captain and crew found out the morning of the wedding when they were informed by the charterer that they needed to go ashore and pick up the priest. Oh, wow. So, (laughs) of course, the crew and the captain wanted to make this a very special event, Mm -hmm. this being their wedding, so they raced ashore and they got uh, ingredients for a wedding cake and they actually, you know, flowers and things for a very nice special wedding dinner. But they, and I think that the event, you know, came off very well. Mm. But they had wished, as did I, that they had known in advance because they really could have created something very, very special. Right, right. Oh, of course. But, you know, that's that's interesting, too, because even with such last-minute notice and really a, a lack of, of information, the crew really pulled off something special, which is, is one of the things that I think is so great about Yacht Charter. These crews really do try to go above and beyond what people expect. Um, and, then, you know, that also ties into something else that I wanted to ask you about, which is, what makes for crews that make you really enjoy booking charters for them? You know, what what are examples of behavior that you think makes a crew a standout crew? And then maybe on the flip side, too, what are some behaviors that you think are really not the best and should really be avoided? Well, I fully agree that it's the charter crew that will go beyond and love to provide service and create a special event. And um, those are the charter crew that I look for and that I really enjoy working with. And those are the charters that come out uh, in the end the outstanding. I think that it's always sort of the proof is in the pudding when you have a client that leaves and is already rebooking their charter for the next year with that same crew on their way out. Mm-hmm. It's the crew that, um, you know, again, like the crew with the wedding situation, really wanted them to have a great wedding, even though they were somewhat surprised. 
by the event. I've had crew on board with children, for instance, that will create a whole treasure hunt while they're on board, complete with crews. Uh, uh, sorry, complete with clues, and um, and, and, a, and a treasure to be dug up. Mm-hmm. I had one charter where they were entering into a known historic pirate hidey hole. And so the, some of the crew had disappeared and came in on the ship's tender and pretended to um, board the yacht dressed up as pirates. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> they took one of the charter guests, who of course knew in advance, and whisked them away and then left clues. And the children in the group were to find that charter, that charter guest that had been uh, uh, sort of uh, absconded with. Mm-hmm. They did find the charter guest. They were in the, the island spa very comfortable. But they were very happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place to be. <laughs> yes. And it was a great day. Everybody had a whole lot of fun. Oh, that's great. So, and the crews will also put together event dinners and theme dinners. It's, a, a charter should be all around a very fun time. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, of course, it's the crew that are not interested in service um, that don't make a great charter crew. There are a lot of different reasons to get your captain's license and a lot of different jobs to do. And there may be a captain with, a, with his license that would be a whole lot better driving, say, a tugboat mm-hmm. or a commercial ferry. Right. So it has a lot to do with the personality. Right, right. You know, another one of the key elements for yacht charter, obviously, is the destination. Everybody talks about their first time visiting, you know, the Caribbean or the Mediterranean or even the South Pacific, and people rave about what they see. Um, you know, besides the usual Caribbean and Mediterranean locations, what do you think are some of the truly outstanding places to explore, and what makes them that? Well, I think one of the nicest aspects of private yacht charter is that often you can go somewhere that no one else can get to, i.e. there's no ferry boat, there's no airport, of course, and you might be exploring and, and seeing something that um, very few other people are ever able to, to see. There are, for instance, a variety of islands off of uh, the east and the west uh, coast entrance of the Panama Canal, the San Blas, Bocas del Toros, Las Perlas, those islanders rarely have any visitors. Mm -hmm. And they're still living within their own culture and civilization as they have for centuries. Mm -hmm. The Marquesas Islands out in the South Pacific, Fiji, which has um, lots of different strings of islands. There are so many places to, to still go and see and do things in this world. And I think, uh, private yacht charter just gives a nice manner to do so where you're, you know, off the beaten track and far from the maddening crowds. Mm, Right, right. You know, this past year was a rough year for a lot of businesses overall. Certainly the charter industry was, was hit pretty hard. But it seems that things are starting to turn around. Um, What's your sense, though, of the upcoming holiday season and even the overall winter charter season. Does it does it look good? Is it really kind of picking up again? 
Yes, it is. Um, we do see charter turning around and the um, business is getting busier. It is a luxury item, so it's nice uh, to see that people are feeling more comfortable. And I think that uh, as most all of us in the charter industry do think that uh, having people come back out and comfortable and booking more charter is a good sign that they're comfortable spending sort of luxury dollars. I was just at the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, which of course is generally more of a boat show for yacht sales. But we were all noting that there were quite a number of clients there looking for yacht charter. Hmm. And this was, uh, sorry? Oh, no, I was just saying that's very good. That's great here. Yes, a far greater number than last year. So we felt that that was a very good sign. This year for New Year's, I have a lot more charters booked and a lot more um, charters in general are booked. And we're already filling in for Caribbean for the the busy spring break vacation weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm already booking for next summer. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, too, if people are starting to book out that far. Because I know when the charter industry was doing really, really well, it was not unusual to hear about boats being booked, you know, 10 months in advance, even more than that. So I was wondering if it was, if the the booking, um, the advanced booking time was actually extending as far as next summer. So it sounds like it is. Yes, it is. One thing we saw last year was with the uh, people being nervous about the economy as they were waiting more last minute. They might call January for a charter in February. Um, and we were not booking in advance. But now I am booking um, 10, 11, 12 months in advance, and I've even had some clients call me for 2011, hmm. which was quite a surprise. So oh, yeah. All of, yes, all of those are very good signals, in my opinion, to uh, say that we feel that the charter industry is rebounding and should become busier and busier. Good, good. Well, let's hope it does continue to rebound and uh, it pulls all the other related businesses up along with it. That's right. Should and um, yacht sales are rebounding as well. Right, right, yeah. And as long as that continues, I think more industries, all the all the other businesses that rely on the marine industry. You know, you're talking about um, food and wine purveyors. You're talking about flower shops. You know, the list goes on and on. I think it will help continue to have a good positive ripple effect through other communities. I feel so as well, and I feel that we're um, uh, financially moving into better times. Right, good, good. Well, Missy, thank you so much for your time today, and thanks for giving us some insight into your company and the overall charter market. My pleasure. Everyone, if you'd like to learn more about Northam & Johnson Charters, you can visit www.njcharters.com. And you can also follow Missy and the latest from her company on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash njyachtcharters. Once again, this is Diane Byrne. Thanks for tuning in to Megayacht News Radio. To learn more about the Megayacht market, you can read my daily blog and see exclusive videos at www.megayachtnews.org.